welcome to another episode of the Non-Committal Podcast. I'm Kelsey and that's Kaylee. Hi. And thanks for joining us. <laughs> what better way to continue to bring in 2021 and meet those resolution goals than to talk about self-care. So today we will talk about how we manage our own stress through being kind to ourselves and we'll discuss self-care with a bit of a more holistic approach. So Kaylee... <laughs> So how do you define self-care, Kelsey? Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Off the top of my head, I would say self-care is like... um, (laughs) I can start with my... So my definition of self-care is um, little things that you do to kind of keep yourself sane and keep yourself from getting too wound up, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Do you only do self-care like every day or only when you start to notice that you're getting unhinged? (laughs) Getting unhinged. (laughs) Um, I do. It's sort of both. Like there's some self-care that I do daily and there's some self-care stuff that I do when I'm becoming quote unquote unhinged Um, and some that I just do less frequently. Yeah. But I think it's important to kind of prioritize just to keep, I think it's a big part of your mental health, truthfully. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Stable mental health. I mean, it's kind of like a catchphrase this last year, for the last few years, it's been like trending as a term. So is there something you do that wouldn't necessarily be an obvious thing that you consider self-care? Yeah, like a lot of my self-care stuff, people would probably just think that's just adulting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like I I always wash my face at night whether I'm wearing makeup or not I like to just wash my face and put on my like (laughs) anti-aging serums (laughs) yeah yeah my under eye cream and I don't know I enjoy that whole ritual of like skincare yeah but as we talked about in other episodes I've struggled with my skin so for me a lot of my self-care is sort of skin related yeah that's one of mine too which again I think looking at self-care and prioritizing washing my face because that's something actually that I struggle with but I enjoy so it's when I'm extra tired and when I need it the most I tend to forego doing and then I slowly get into a dark hole of not taking physically taking care of myself in that way and I find it's a good trigger for me to watch for is when I stop washing my face is usually like I'm becoming unhinged and it doesn't <laughs> necessarily relax me or it just like gives you that feeling of taking care of yourself okay yeah self-care um, I just feel nice the next morning when I wake up if I've washed my face the night before rather than waking up and you've got like three friggin spider eyelashes and raccoon eyes yeah yeah I guess on that note too like Healthy eating is self can be self-care or like anything physical that you do to take care of yourself. So physical self-care, something that's kind of cliche that I love is taking a bath or shower. And I don't really take baths that much, but I love it when I do. But the shower, sometimes I'll just like, if I need to like move energy somehow or get rid of like negative feelings or a bad attitude, I'll just like go stand in the shower and imagine it washing away those feelings. Yeah, I find like 
when I'm doing a a full shower, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I feel like when I am, yeah, trying to move energy or I'm feeling like kind of down or yeah, getting really stuck in negative thoughts, having one of those full like hair wash, shave everything showers is really, really good, really therapeutic. It's so satisfying. And then you just like feel like a million bucks after, even if all you do is put your pajamas back on and go lay on the couch. Mm-hmm. Just um, like, yeah, the warm water and everything is very, very soothing. Have you found in your lifetime your self-care has improved as you've gotten older? Or have you always performed some kind of self-care throughout your life and all the different stages of growing up? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I always have. It just looks different now, sort of in my 30s than it did in my 20s or my um, teens, for sure. I think I've always been pretty consistent with washing my face since I had really bad acne, like in my teens. I kind of became really consistent with it. Yeah. Um, well, until my 20s a bit when I was, um, you know, drinking more, going out more. <laughs> I had definitely some more nights where I slept with makeup on. And yeah. I don't know if I really did any intentional self-care stuff in my 20s. Yeah, so um, aside from washing your face, what else do you do for self-care then? Like, what? how did it look different in your 20s to now that doesn't include washing your face? I'll put you in the hot seat here. Yeah, my goodness. Well, I've always... I've always had a dog too. So part of my, uh, my own self-care, which is kind of masked as my dog care, is um, walking the dog every day. Like even yeah. for just like 15, 20 minutes, I tried to go longer. But even just like forcing myself outside, even if it's rainy or gross out, I find um, actually really good once I'm outside. It's sort of like the face washing. I'd never want to actually do it. But once I've done it, <laughs> it feels better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that was probably, yeah, pretty consistent in my 20s as well. I had, like, some of my unhealthy, well, I guess not really unhealthy, but, like, in moderation self-care stuff is still, like, um, online shopping <laughs> and yeah. retail therapy. Yeah, uh, It's, like, maybe not in the healthiest of the self-care categories, but yeah. that, that is definitely um, wasn't as much a thing when we were in our 20s. Well, I couldn't afford it. I still can't, but I do it. It's my number one self-care, but I think that it uh, crosses the line into uh, not negative behavior, but like uh, not, it crosses the line into self-sabotaging because it tends to make my finances very uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I do like um, online window shopping. You, yeah, you have a lot more discipline than I do when it comes to retail <laughs> therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just uh, have like a yeah, shopping cart full of items and then maybe one day I buy them. But yeah, it soothes me to just shop for things, even if I don't buy them. Yeah, I'm not sure that I have always performed self-care throughout my life. I only recently in the last year, 2020 was a real, actually 2019 was a humdinger for sure, but I figured out through working with an intuitive coach that I didn't really think I mattered. So I couldn't prioritize self-care. I couldn't find any value in it because I didn't find value in myself. So I think that's certainly changed. And over the last, I guess, full year from fall 2019 to fall 2020, 
I've realized that taking those little steps to wash my face consistently or eat healthier food, food that doesn't make me feel like absolute garbage intentionally, like, oh, I'm not going to eat that because I know it's going to make me feel shitty is those are more of the steps towards self-care that I do. But in addition is, I guess, emotional self-care, like meditating, um, journaling, really also cliche things, deep breathing, anchoring myself before going to work when I know that I just do not want to enter that building. <laughs> Taking, going and sitting in my car on my lunch break, knowing that I'm going to lose my brain if I don't take a break from all the human beings. What did, what was the word you used earlier? Unhinged. Unhinged, knowing that you're going to become unhinged. And I uh, actually at my new job, <laughs> far more unlikely for me to, to, verbally lose my mind or explode on people in that setting but at my previous job I had become so comfortable with all my colleagues that I would very much just have angry outbursts all the time and that's sort of self-sabotage as well as a release oh for like sure letting yourself yeah. get to that point oh for sure so you weren't doing any self-care at all like in your 20s well I mean I would like inconsistently wash my face because I grew up with a mother who did Mary Kay, sold Mary Kay, and has created a life around Mary Kay cosmetics. So she has always, always, always prioritized self-care in washing your face or using all the best of the Mary Kay products. And, and she would very happily give those to me, but it's just a matter of me finding value in myself enough to use them. And admittedly, they make me feel great, but when you don't think you should be allowed to feel great, then it's hard to force yourself. Yeah, hard to hard to make yourself get to that point of using them. What about anything else that you might not have thought of as self-care at that time? Because like some of, I'm I think trying to think. I think I isolated a lot, which was self-care for me, which I didn't realize in my early 20s that I needed, like I'm an introvert in that I need space and time alone to recharge. And I don't think I realized it. So I would isolate, which could be construed. I also had periods of depression, so it wasn't always self-care in that respect, but isolation was a form of self-care because I needed that time to recharge by myself. And I still do, but I would eat unhealthy food and I would feel like garbage all the time. I would retail therapy until my credit card was uncontrolled. I did not know about meditation. Yeah, not in my early 20s. I'd I think I'd, I'd heard of it, but I thought it was mostly just like deeply spiritual people like mm -hmm. sitting cross-legged on a mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that it was like something that was... Um, didn't seem achievable. Yeah, I want something that would be as easy to yeah achieve and do yourself that would actually be as beneficial yeah, yeah as yeah. it is. For sure. And now I find <clears throat> I'm actually kind of thrilled with the snow. I can go cross-country skiing. I find being in the woods is literally the best self-care I have. It is the most liberating and freeing and cleansing experience just to be out in nature and not fear the animals. So I find winter is my favorite time to be out in the woods. <laughs> Yeah, winter winter is definitely better for that kind of thing. But in my early 20s, like I would not go hiking. I was like, this sucks. I never felt physically great enough to, 
I would go to the gym and work out and but that was more because I thought my body was so imperfect I needed to go do activity I never had it in my mind that I was doing it for the for my health or my any benefit of myself it was always with the motivation that I was imperfect in some way so but you're like you're growing up your family wasn't really into hiking and that kind of stuff were they no no my family everyone was working I was kind of rogue left to my own devices so latchkey kid of sorts yeah whereas my my family's always been fairly like into outdoor activity type stuff so I yeah I've always been hiking and well, previously downhill skiing, but doing more cross country and snowshoe type stuff now in the winter. Yeah. And, um, you, and I you, never really, oh, I never really viewed it as self-care before, yeah. but now, now I totally do. Yeah. For and sure. I find it very, yeah, like you said, very peaceful, very calm, very like centering mm-hmm. to be outside and be active. Yeah. And I think um, in the context of emotional self-care in like creating boundaries or saying no or not people pleasing or doing things that don't go against what you actually want. I never did that. I'm trying to learn. That's like a whole other episode, but I'm learning more to say no when I actually don't want to do something and just be frank with people. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm not interested in that, but thank you for asking or acknowledging if somebody's crossing a boundary of mine so that I can like yeah, acknowledge it even to myself and and do something about it or not people pleasing, which is like the hardest thing. Yeah, that's a I'm hard thing to do. Because I, I guess there's like another uh, popular phrase going on right now is like fight or flight and fawn, like freeze or fawn. And fawn is the like going above and beyond to be the good girl so that you can avoid the conflict. Yeah. And I, that's very much me. Even in my last relationship, I was absolutely going against what I knew was right or whatever, not acknowledging conflict just to keep the other person happy and like tiptoeing on eggshells and ultimately, quote unquote, abandoning myself to keep the peace. Yeah. So learning basically at, at, to wrap that up is just that emotional self-care is a hard one. And I'm slowly trying to integrate that into my current self-care regimen of like meditation and going for a walk with the dogs, like you mentioned too, and physical self-care of eating healthy and washing my face and taking a bath or going for a pedicure or something dumb. That's not dumb. I love going for a pedicure as long as they don't cut all my cuticles off. Yeah. Pedicure is so nice. Well, I hate having my feet touched because I'm so ticklish. So it's like torture to me, but it looks so nice afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the pedicure is right up there with washing my face and walking the dog and that I really don't want to do it, but it's nice once it's been done. <laughs> yeah. What are your emotional self-care things? I'm trying to think. Honestly, a lot of it is just laying in bed, even if I'm not still asleep. Like when I have time to just lay there in the morning, because I oh, yeah. have this sort of idea ingrained in me that like I can't waste time and I have to be productive Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm I'm not 100% sure where that came from but like even to me like laying in bed even just like screwing around on my phone rather than getting up right away uh, feels kind of indulgent (laughs) yeah yeah so if I am you know just like really tired and don't want to get up right away if I don't have anything super time specific to do I just 
allow myself to kind of stay in bed a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not somebody who sleeps well. So I am usually up quite early, but I don't physically get out of bed early anymore. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, why nobody, like I'm an adult, I'm, I own my house. Nobody's forcing me to be productive. I can lay in bed. Nobody's going to police that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think that ties into sort of what you were saying and just sort of believing that you are allowed to do that, allowing yourself to to have those things that you need for your self-care and believing that you deserve them, right? Yeah, and I guess that's like an important first step too is acknowledging that we all have needs and then identifying what those needs are and then also identifying when you need to prioritize those needs. So like have you noticed patterns of behavior or ways of feeling that you're like, okay, I haven't, either you haven't been acknowledging or doing your self-care or it's not been enough and you've been kind of neglecting something and then you start to notice yourself, I guess, quote unquote, being unhinged. And then what do you do at that point? Do you have like a tried and true thing that you have to do? For example, Mm. like if I'm feeling really low energy, I'm getting less patient, I'm feeling like hopeless. I mean, I always have stomach issues, but physical symptoms, headaches, stomach aches. I feel challenged in choosing healthy food, burnout feeling, you know, any of those. I think my, I think I I had already said, but my tried and true is like, I cannot see another human. I basically, if I'm, if it's not a weekend, then I take a day off of work and I have to just like be alone, sit, like you said, take the time in morning and lay in bed for extra don't just like get up and get going right away come downstairs and have my coffee and sit around with the dogs and watch a show like I just have to like just be alone and be lazy yeah so what does that look like for you my two sort of major triggers when I haven't been doing the self-care stuff some of the self-care that I do which is I think partially ingrained in me from my upbringing in my childhood but also just helps to kind of um like helps with my own mental health and my own (laughs) calmness is like having having my house clean like to how to how I like it but I find when things start to get really cluttered and it's stuff that doesn't need to be there like garbage from food containers and that kind of stuff all over the counter or like beverage containers and just like stuff everywhere I find that it it gives me just sort of like increases my underlying anxiety level and then I get to the point where I'm too overwhelmed to know where to start to clean it up yeah and then and then I just get really cranky and and bitchy yeah and that's sort of where I become unhinged and yeah and then what's your go-to to to kind of resolve that I'll just kind of now what I do is I'll I'll look at like my schedule because if I'm working I'm not very good at coming home after work and like powering through something like that I kind of have to tackle it in the morning on a day off yeah, because I'm more of like a productive in the morning kind of person. Yeah. So now I just look ahead at my calendar and be like, okay, I'm going to clean this up this day. And then I'll just kind of make enough space for me to kind of do what I need to do in that area. So if it is my kitchen, for example, I will put all the containers, all the garbage, like if it's so overwhelming that I can't just deal with it right then, I'll just like push it aside so I have like enough counter space and it's not in my direct view yeah so that I can just kind of keep going and then I'll just I just know that I'm going to deal with it on the day that I've like 
okay, my next day off, I'll deal with it then. Yeah. And then I can kind of like by making that plan and that sort of, I don't know, boundary, then I can kind of keep carrying on without being a maniac sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Not a hundred percent successful sometimes, but yeah, for sure. Um, I find just, yeah, when everything piles up, like when work's getting really stressful and then um, everything else, then if my house is messy, that's sort of when I'm most likely to become unhinged. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think on that note too, of my other things, like if I can't take a full day off or I'm like kind of getting restless in the evening or something, if I just turn on some like upbeat music and then I, it gives me enough energy to maybe clean up the dishes quickly. Just if I do nothing else that day, I tell myself like at least clean up these dishes. And sometimes just turning on music helps just to kind of get me in the mood for the 10 minutes it takes. Or I mentioned already, like I'll sometimes, especially like on a weekend and then I'm starting to feel restless and I can't motivate myself to do anything. Then that hot shower really helps me. Or sometimes if it's more of if I'm going through something emotional or like struggling with an interpersonal relationship or whatever, um, even going for a drive and then listening to music really loud or singing along really helps to kind of remove some energy for me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll do that. Like I'll bribe myself. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll put on, yeah, upbeat music or like a podcast that I want to listen to. And it's like, okay, you're going to listen to this podcast, but that means you also have to get off the couch and yeah, totally. And do like a small, whatever I need to do. Cause yeah, sometimes finding the motivation, especially after work. Yeah. And I uh, think like, like a struggle, even listening to your favorite podcast episode or not obviously episode, but your favorite podcast and like listening to something good or an audiobook or something. I, I feel like that's legitimate self-care too. And I think it's under undervalued. I think people enjoy music and I think people value music, but I think. Yeah. And I don't think that's always viewed as something that's self-care, but it totally is. Yeah. Agreed. Also going to bed a few minutes early. Like if you're tired and you're just like, give yourself the gift of going to bed is like so nice sometimes. Yeah. I do that now. Like there's days where I'm like in bed, not asleep, but just like in bed, relaxing at like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it's glorious. And then I think if I get into a place where, because sometimes my lack of motivation or kind of my spiral is is related to depression or mental health struggles or anxiety, like sometimes just reaching out to a friend. I mean, unfortunately for you, you've been that person for me a lot where I just like, if I can't even handle my day, I'll just like call you and unload. And then I, sorry for you, but I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I think that's important, especially like this past year, um, for anybody working in healthcare, I think it's important to have somebody you can call and be like, I had a shitty day. This is what happened. Yeah. Even to just like not expecting somebody else to be able to solve your problems, but even just to get it off of your chest so that somebody else is sort of holding the space with you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that could be a a form of emotional self-care is like knowing that you have somebody in your corner that you can unload to. And of course, like seeking professional help when needed. Well, yeah. And I think it is important to have those support people in your life that you can call to to unload. Provided they can hold the space. I know there's been a few times for both of us where we're like, call the other and with the intention of unloading and realize the other is not going to be able to hold it that day. And then mm-hmm. 
well, that's why it's important to have more than one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need like a, a quick going list. Yeah, for sure. The other sort of holistic area of self-care is spiritual. Yeah. What sort of things do you do to kind of manage your spiritual self-care? Does that fit into the meditation that you already mentioned or? Yeah, I think so. I think I would say some of it is like dual. Like I think going for a walk or a ski in the woods is like physical self-care, but also spiritual because it gives you that opportunity or like walking by the river, just anywhere in nature that kind of helps release that energy is just makes you feel so much lighter and connected to nature and then you just like suddenly you're like oh wow the universe is so much bigger than than this tiny issue that I'm going through right now or Mm -hmm. um, yeah meditation for sure which is feels a little cliche but I have various levels of meditating sometimes all I do is sit there and just kind of connect back to ground connect back to earth or like tap into the universe and like I just need my my support team right now, my energetic support team to kind of like get me through this day. Sometimes I'll even like connect a little bit, just even a few minutes. And sometimes I'll have a longer meditation, a more like cliche sitting with your legs crossed in a dark room in silence type of meditation. And sometimes I'm just like sitting at my desk, taking a few deep breaths, just intentionally connecting or asking, asking my my energetic support team to just like please make this day go by as fast as it can feel (laughs) get me (laughs) through this day journaling I find really cathartic I have to be careful because I've journaled a lot in my life and in my younger years it was always just me complaining and I've looked back at journals of just like the same complaints over and over and over and I'm like oh my gosh like get it together. So I try to do a little more functional journaling now where I'm trying to work through something instead of just complaining about the same things over and over. Well, I think even you complaining about the same things over and over in written form allows you to identify, okay, I'm still complaining about this. What have I done to change that? Like that's still a tool for you to then identify. Yeah. If if you take that step, I don't think I've ever had that awareness Maybe now over the last year when I've dug a little deeper into myself, but historically I'm like not realizing that this pattern is really (laughs) self-destructive. But like you said, just being aware of it now is is, um, much healthier and okay to do. I I allow myself those days where you just vent in a journal, but. Yeah, I think that's really important. And even if you're not there, you know, in your own sort of um, journey, getting to know yourself, having that written from previous years, like at some point when you are ready to go through it, then um, you can make those connections once your insight is there down the road. For sure. And I noticed too, like in my last relationship during the breakup, it was like the hardest breakup ever. But I realized just movement of my body, I had started to crave it and realized how cathartic just moving my body is too. Like Again, going back to like going for a walk or something in nature, but sometimes the weather doesn't permit or I'm just like a bit of a fair weather friend to myself at times. So having a gym membership for those days where I just go on the Stairmaster, crank up some music and get wild. Get wild (laughs) on that Stairmaster. Get wild. Yeah, I think that's pretty important. 
What about you for emotional self-care? Is that something you've historically practiced? And then what does it look like now? Uh, I think in my early 20s, my emotional self-care was definitely... Oh, um, did I say emotional? Yeah. Is that what you were asking me? No. Can I cut off and say spiritual? I meant <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> We've been through emotional. I'm like over like that. I thought we had. Yeah, we had. We had. We had. Yeah. My emotional self-care was just like, especially in my 20s, I had... Um, multiple roommates and just connecting with friends really kind of helped me to get through a lot of stuff. Um, my spiritual self-care is a little bit less like structured, I guess, but I do, I have been more recently now um, doing some meditation and some breath work. Um, and I find especially like, especially if I'm having a hard day at work, like those days where I just sit in my car and just do like the square breathing to try to, yeah, get a hold of my own <laughs> emotional stability again, depending on how the day is gone. What else do I do? I think, yeah, a lot of it for me is connecting with nature and being outside. I try to do like some sort of more extensive outdoor activity, um, aside from walking my dog on at least once a week, mm-hmm. like go for a hike or as, as winter comes, I'll probably be doing more snowshoeing and cross-country skiing and that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't have any, yeah, that's about it. I don't have a whole lot that I do for spiritual self-care. I guess that's an area I could maybe improve and expand upon now that I've identified that. <laughs> or maybe it's, it's fulfilling enough. Like maybe what you're doing is enough. Mm-hmm. It might be enough for now. I also yeah. drink a lot of tea which is sort of like encompasses many areas. Because for me, like my, my tea, especially first thing in the morning, like I just sit at my counter and listen to an audiobook or whatever and, and drink my tea. That is kind of a spiritual experience for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <clears throat> yes, yes, I, I, I relate. I sit here and listen to a podcast or audiobook with my... Yeah, with my hot tea, that's like sort of soothing physically and emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. (laughs) That's sort of my biggest, my biggest self-care practice is probably like hot tea and my dog. Yeah, literature. I find that, um, I don't know, like especially like reading, quote unquote reading, because I do mostly audiobooks. But yeah, that kind of soothes my soul, like snuggling, snuggling with my dog with a tea and an and either a physical book or an audio book kind of fills my soul back up. So that would be, I guess, the spiritual self-care that I do. Yeah, there we well, go. Well, that was lovely. Thank you for the chat, the kitchen talk, per se. I, uh, per se, I learned yeah, a few that things. was lovely. <laughs> I learned a couple tips, so I'll take that forward into my own practice and try and prioritize some of my physical self-care that I tend to neglect. Yeah, this has been a good exercise just to identify sort of... <laughs> what what we classify as self-care because I think everybody probably classifies um, different aspects of self-care differently right yeah totally and I think that's fair I think it it can be defined differently for everyone and there's nothing wrong with that as long as as long as it fills your cup well thanks Kaylee that was lovely appreciate it what are we talking about next week Kelsey well kind of since we talked about it a bit with having an emotional support person and friends that you can kind of unload with and having that as part of our self-care practices as connecting with others. 
I thought we could talk about finding your tribe as an adult since it feels almost impossible to meet new friends in your 30s. So excellent. What that looks like for us and how we've come to find our tribe, at least a couple members of it. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think we've navigated our early 30s so far fairly well, (laughs) if I I can (laughs) say that. It's been it's been rocky. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my 30s, I will say. I've enjoyed it more than my 20s, which I didn't think would be a thing, but Yeah, I didn't think that would be a thing either, but I feel like I am more comfortable in myself in my 30s than I ever could have imagined being in my 20s. Yeah, agreed. And more comfortable setting boundaries. So, yes, that's an upcoming episode also. We'll just Tease, tease all the episodes. We'll tease all of our future episodes <laughs> right here. Looking forward to February, you guys. It's going to be great. Thanks for and, joining us. Yeah, as always, thanks for listening. And follow us on Instagram at the Noncommittal Podcast. And if you've got any questions or um, topic suggestions or any other feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. Um, and we can be reached at the noncommittalpodcast.hotmail.com. Yeah, and rate our episodes. Rate them, comment, do whatever you want, make it good. <laughs> good vibes <Okay>. only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, have a great week, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Noncommittal Podcast. Don't miss an episode by subscribing to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you're enjoying our episodes, head over and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. As always, we love to hear your suggestions. And if you have questions or just want to catch our episodes somewhere else, head to our website, thenoncommittalpodcast.ca. And don't forget to keep up to date on all of our happenings by following us on Instagram at thenoncommittalpodcast. 